Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Welcome aboard, everyone. It's another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. I'm your host, Brad. Got with me, Scott and Eric. Let's check in with Scott. Scott, what's going on? Uh, making movies now. We just got done with one called Lotto Summer that's going to be really fun. I was just telling uh, the guys about tacos and bourbon. Look for that at one. But this <laughs> friend of mine, uh, uh, Joby, he, he, uh, he collects, he, he has a, a huge collection of exotic cars. So every time we make a movie, we he lets us use another car. So we've we filmed with a Lamborghini. Um, we were going to film with a Ferrari Testarossa, but this last one, uh, there was a car chase uh, in a me in a wolf costume being chased by a Pantera. You know, just looking for the next project to be goofy and playing with these exotic cars. You know, every time we make one, this is is a lot of fun. All right, sounds good, Eric. What's going on? What about Bones? Where's Bones go? He's on my lap. He's in his mode of like being quite a bit annoying and barking. So if I put him on my lap, he generally doesn't bark, but. We'll see what happens and we'll see if he sits there. He's just very antsy. Yeah. I've noticed the last couple of podcasts, there's been some episodes of dog, dog barking in the background. I'm not sure who's guilty of that. It's not all mine. It might not all be mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of suspects here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I try to put it on mute because he, you know, he's old and he just barks whenever he wants to for whatever, no reason whatsoever. He'll just start barking. So usually if I put him on my lap or if I'm holding him, he refrains from barking. You got anything going on? Anything you need to share with us before we get started? Um, Well, before we bring our guest on, I am just, I, tonight, I hope to finish doing my 2021 taxes. At least I can give it over. What? (laughs) Yes, at least I can get it over to my accountant. I am guilty as well. I am struggling to get all that stuff together. But I have to get it done because if I, you know, as I tell you, my fixing my house to get it ready to sell, I have to get my taxes done for last year in order to uh, to buy a house. So finally, tonight is the night where they're completed and excited about that. Are you just turn all your stuff into the tax guy? Like, isn't that what you get a CPA for? I have business taxes that I have to prep and I have to get it all done. Yeah, and they don't they don't sort through all that shit. You no. got to get it all ready for them. <laughs> I got to put like, it all what, in QuickBooks. What the fuck am I paying you guys so much money exactly. for? I have to put it all in QuickBooks and now we split and we have three, four LLCs. So I had to split like all the accounts into the right accounts. It's been a freaking nightmare. Just that sucks. Nightmare. Speaking of accounting problems, we have uh, a guest on tonight who is a fellow purser. Yes, sir. What speaking of doing a little, speaking of doing a little, uh, you know, accounting, accounting business back yep. in the day, uh, we'd like to welcome to the show Chris Romine. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Chris. Thanks for being on. Welcome. Very yeah, glad to be to here. I need a sound now, effect. I need a like a, an applause. Yeah, as, as we those sound things. As yeah. we established just a little bit earlier, uh, Chris and I worked together on this uh, serenade. Which, guys, I have to confess, I could not remember. I was trying to piece things together, and you know, we do this every week, and people come on 
our, our guests come on and they're like, and they apologize. I'm so sorry. I can't remember all this stuff. <laughs> we, it's no problem. We can't remember. We do this every week We're and we all can't the remember. Same boat. It is so ship, long ship, ago. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's so <laughs> long ago. It's so hard to put those pieces of the puzzle back together. But um, this is why we love doing this podcast, because it gives us a chance to uh, to kind of fill in those missing pieces. And once we start talking, man, uh, the memories just start coming back. So, uh, hey, Chris, it's great to have you on. Um, we want to know a little bit about how you got started working on ships. So how did it all start for you? Uh, well, I obviously from Michigan. I went to Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo. The fighting uh, Western Broncos. Bron oh, the Broncos. Broncos yes. Are they the Broncos or the Bronchos? Broncos. Broncos. Okay. All right. So uh, I anyway, uh, where, I think that's where Elvis is hiding under the name John <laughs> Burroughs. Uh, I think that's I've seen him there at a at a Burger King yesterday. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And you're um, still up in Michigan. I am still up in Michigan, live in a town called Whitmore Lake, just north of Ann Arbor. Um, so that's a major U Michigan fan, obviously with the shirt. Uh, graduated up from Western 1992, tourism travel degree. A good buddy of mine who was going to Michigan State at the time, saw a couple months before I was due to graduate from Western, uh, sent me a, out of their student news newspaper, a uh, article, you know, just send cruise ship jobs, you know. Send us 20 bucks. We'll give you all the address of the cruise lines. And so uh, you were interested in travel and tourism. Yes. From the beginning. So yes. did this start from an early age or was this something you stumbled on in college? I've always loved geography, you know, as far as going through high school, as far as, you know, uh, you know, quiz bowls and all that, that, you know, the competitions, I was a major geography. I knew obviously every single state's capital, pretty much all the other countries were. Did you know where San Juan was? Uh, yes. That's great. That's, I think that's, you get an A right there. Fine. So somebody gives you a, a what? A, one of these booklets with all the names? Yeah, well, and, it was okay. just an ad in there, classified ad in there, you know, the Michigan State, you know, university's newspaper. He sent it to me and I just sent it, they sent me a booklet with all the addresses for all the cruise lines. And for 20 yeah, bucks. That's the same. So, uh, yep. And, uh, Sent them out to probably 15 of them, or I don't know, 15 at the time, you know what I mean? But, you know, obviously, Royal Caribbean got back to me, and I can't remember. I've been trying to remember who's hired, who's the purser hire that day. It was like a Spanish name, you know, Eric, you may know, Brett Brad, but so in 92, they uh, called me, and Wasn't I was literally on Ludo? my Ludo, Ludo yes. Yeah, yes. He hired Ludo, Ludo Malave. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Thank you. God, I would have you know, been trying to think about that all day. <laughs> um, so he called me literally as I was working at, you know, working at a pizza shop here in Whitmore Lake, Michigan, and uh, called Pizza House, very popular here in Ann Arbor. And I had my interview on the phone right there at the pizza house. I was in between deliveries and <laughs> the other lady was working, you know, was just fine with it saying, uh, you know, you do what you need to do. And Next thing you know, I said, all right, well, I'll get back with you. And a couple weeks later, I said, I need you in uh, San Pedro. You're flying to Los Angeles to get on the Song of America. All right. So you're joining the Song of America in 92? Yeah, 92, June of 1992. So, ah, okay. Just um, uh, ex exactly a year after I started. I started in June of 91. So, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. And cool ship, Song of America. It, you know, so awesome. I've heard. I've never worked on that. Well, obviously, you know, the little thing you sent me about, you know, the script and so forth. And, you know, what was your favorite ship? And by far, that was my favorite ship. So it's, you know, it's this, you know, I probably didn't help that I went to the serenade after the Song of America. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Did you get in trouble? <laughs> What's that? Did you get in trouble? I don't know what I did. I don't. Yeah. Really what did what you I do did, to get <laughs> sent to the serenade? I mean. Had a great crew at you know great staff, purchase staff on the on the Song of America. 
Um, who was the cruise director? Do you know? Do you remember? Shit. Um, was that uh, was it Greg Maxwell? No, I don't think I got the Greg Maxwell until the Empress in like ninety four, ninety five. Borkhurst, Brunkhurst, or something like that. Maybe that was Bill, it. I, you know, I Bill think actually Brunkhurst. Ken Rush might have Ken Rush might have been there at that time when I started in the Song of America. Loved it. You know, just you know, remember just signing on. You know, I had to fly into Los Angeles, getting it down to the port, sitting outside the crew office, and this guy walks, runs by me, just pushes you know everybody aside, and we're waiting for twenty minutes. Next thing you know, it was Simon Sparks. You just, you know, he had already been on a, <laughs> another contract or two. So, I, you know, obviously turned, he turned into another very, very good friend. But, you know, just remember that in that hallway and goes, who's this guy you know, running in front of me? You know, so everybody asked which was your favorite. And I've actually, uh, that was, I ended up working on 11 of them overall. Wow, Jeez, 11, was, uh, 11 ships, 11 World Caribbean ships? 11 ships. I had, wow. uh, I, I had to work, uh, That's I worked, uh, Pulled off at Shoreside. Um, I was 96, I think it was. When I, when I, was, I joined the Majesty and then Deborah Burton, or whatever her name was. Dorothy. Dorothy. Yes. And it yeah. was a D. She was a crew person around there. I was, you know, coming on to replace her. And then they, they wanted her to do the Shoreside thing. So she said no. And so I got pulled off into, you know, the crew acquisition and movement, if you guys remember that. So I was went from ship to ship to ship. You know, I had like four of them. And I think uh, Paul Sellier had the other four to install that fancy new program yeah. um but so overall wise yeah i got to work on 11 different ships and if you include those ones you know three or four weeks at a time and got to see every uh royal caribbean itinerary that was offered so i was i was one of the very lucky ones you know i got to see everything other than i think the only thing i didn't was itinerary i didn't do was like a one of those things they went through the suez canal you know red sea blah 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 that was what the only thing i didn't i was the only itinerary i didn't go on so being being um, that you worked on so many ships and you're only doing a couple of three four weeks at a time did you ever forget like where you were like what ship am i on and what you know like lose your your sense of where you are now that that was just a probably i think it was like a six months um thing that we you know i think brad and i don't know brad might have been gone by that i don't know i'm pretty sure eric was still around but now they instituted a new computer program over the internet where they'd send new you know this is your signing on crew this is your signing off crew and it was all you know came in and so i'd have to go in and train all the you know all these old you know chief stewards and all that how to you know executive chefs how to use the computer system <laughs> let's just say it was uh it didn't go very well i mean it, the program <laughs> was okay but let's just say it got a lot of met got met with a lot of uh resistance and but you know when i wasn't teaching obviously i had a lot of good friends on a lot of the different ships i was on and just, we all know had a lot of fun so you know yeah i mean i did something on. similar just when they they rolled out the crew supercharge when they first rolled that out, I I worked shoreside for a few weeks with Gabby Doria and Allison mm. Records, yep. and they sent me on the ship, so I went from ship. But I spent one day on each ship, and while it was fun <laughs> going to all the things, it was just the schedule was stupid, and it was like <laughs> it was crazy. The flights I was taking here, there, but it was fun, like seeing everybody in the fleet. Yep. That uh, a lot of people that I knew, I had heard about, but I had never met um and so that was really cool but you did it the right way at least you got a few weeks on on every yep, shift that's exactly that's, that's at least fun. two weeks sometimes two and a half three weeks but yeah so it was you yeah. know, enough to like i said i got to see all the good friends you know hang out with them and just see again different itineraries which i hadn't had a chance yet to see so you know like the monarch down in the southern caribbean you know that was right. one of my ships and so it was it was good i had a really good time with that so well um do you have a ship story for us uh well yeah i'm gonna actually probably you know, start one off with the not the funnest or whatever, but probably I'm going to keep saying, 
my wife and daughter go, what are you going to start with? They're going to start with, I'm like, probably the, I'm going to start with probably the one that was brought me the closest to death that I've ever known. So there we, go. we like that one. <laughs> um, Sun Viking. We're out in the, uh, in the far East itinerary, 1997, uh, had an overnight in Bali. Um, so, you know, been there for, of course, you know, all the crew members go down to the beach. I can't remember the name of the beach. It doesn't really matter what it is anyway. But they had those um, really annoying ladies that would come by and bother you. Or do they scream at you until you bought something? Yeah, you want yeah. something pretty? You want something pretty, lady? And they just keep going and going until you yep. finally paid them to walk away. Yep. Yes. So uh, we all went down there, crew members and so forth. You know how they're having a good time as we all do. All did. And next thing you know, one of the Steiner uh, salon lip girls, you know, got all drunk and, you know, so forth. I, I don't know her name, don't care about her name, but uh, let's just say she got in a fight with the bartender, the owners, and now ended up knocking over their big, their lighted sign. She got thrown out of the place, a bunch of the other Steiners, you know, the hairstylists, you know, how they like to party. And anyway, so next thing you know, the only people that were left were uh, me and well, Kathleen Devine, uh, the two French waiters. I, I see their faces. I cannot remember, but you know, really nice guys, perfect guys. And next thing you know, they're, you know, these owners, you know, just coming up to us going, we want our money. We want our money. And the little English they knew all of a sudden, you know, we start, they start backing us down the backing us down the beach. The guy literally picks a wine bottle out of the garbage can, breaks it. And, you know, you see oh, the movies has this freaking shard half, you know, bottle of wine, you know, hold it to our throats, you know, going, you need to give us money to give us money. So I'm just like, doing my best to calm the whole situation. Kathleen, you know, you know her, she's, she was just like freaking out big time. The other two were, you know, just trying to do what they could do, you know, speaking a little bit, you know, they're French, you know, so trying to get a hold of them. So next thing you know, it's like trying to calm down, gave them some money, you know, sort of thing. And all of a sudden, you know, so we ran back up base of the bar, jumped in the taxi cab. Um, next thing you know, we're surrounded by all the different people, like pushing the car back and forth. Um, you know, I was in the passenger seat. You know, Kathleen and the other two are behind, you know, in the, in the, in the back seats and all of a sudden they keep it, you know, pushing the car back and forth. The driver's trying to, you know, try to reverse. So it was a mob now. It was uh, a mob. It was, it was pretty much a mob now. Next thing you know, okay. I got, I got punched right in the face side of the face. Oh man. Kathleen's oh, like wow. freaking out because they're literally trying lighting matches and throwing them into the back seat. They're trying to light the car on fire. Taxi driver was able to get us out of there. And next thing you know, is one of those scenes from wherever you want to, you know, street scenes where uh, we're just driving, driving through these winding roads, you know, small, narrow city streets, you know, they're chasing us. We're trying to get through them. So get us to the fucking police station. Now, I, I don't know how we made it, but we did make it. So got into the police station, pull in. This is probably about two thirty three in the morning at this point. All of a sudden, you know, we're, so we got there. We're like, explain the situation to the police officers. You know, they understood English and I said, OK, OK. And probably 10 minutes after we got there, the people who were following us, people who, you know, chasing us down the beach walk in oh. they walk right they walk up into the office of uh you know to the things where, and again kathleen's just sh- shitting you know going oh my god oh my god oh my god we're dead we're dead we're dead um, <laughs> one of the mob is like a, you know a yeah officer. the main guy was you know walked in exactly so i talked to the police officers were going, oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit so they walked out about five ten minutes later looked at us and again you know the police is like i can go now i'm like fuck no i ain't going anywhere Give we're me an escort, please. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yes, you, you, you escort me, but you know, you, so no, they were going, the police were going to take us. The uh, a cab was. I'm like, no. So uh, we, I said, nope. We're staying here till the daylight. So it was probably so I guess three two thirty three in the morning. We stayed there for like four or five hours until the sun came up. Now, you know, I was pretty much 
get or both of them and Kathleen was like going, you're the one that saved us. <laughs> you're the one that was calm enough to do it. I'm like, okay, well, we're going now. And so it was daylight. We go made all the way back to the ship. Of course, you know, looking behind us the whole time, made it back to the ship. Obviously went straight to the fucking crew deck. Just said, give me some beer. <laughs> yeah, we just sat, sat on the back crew deck of the Sun Viking and just drank for like three, four hours. And, uh, you know, you know, Pilkington, John Pilkington was a hotel yeah. manager. Oh. He was, yeah. he was, uh, he was doing that, doing that slang girl. Let's put it this way. You know how he is. He's so the call worst. Us, called us into the office and we explained to ourselves, I said, you're a stupid bitch. This is what she did. You know, she takes no responsibility for it. She needs to be out of here. Blah, 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 blah. As far as I know, closest I've come to death in my life. Let's just say the next time we're in Bailey for an overnight, me and Kathleen just went to the karaoke bar at the pier. So <laughs> I was going to say, it we sounds like going anywhere else. Go anywhere. No, we're not no. going anywhere else. So wow. hey, uh, that sounds, I mean, that honestly, that's something you would see in a movie and you yeah. kind of like, oh yeah, that doesn't really happen in real life. They're like, uh, well, here we go. It does. It, shit, that was just like, yeah. Oh and my sometimes God. it doesn't matter if you pull into the police station. Like, you, you know, I've told I, you the one when we were in, in, I can't remember what it was, uh, Antigua or Burma, I can't remember where it was, but we're literally in front of the police station and waiting for, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken to come out. And we got this guy uh, started diving in our cab with a giant, I don't even know what it was, but was wanting to take our money and stuff. And our cab guy gets out with a giant screwdriver and starts Jesus. trying to stab him and gets out and chases him and leaves us there. And we're like, well, <laughs> should we wait for the for a chicken or should we go back? To the <laughs> but yeah, in front of the police station. All right. Well, that was wow. amazing. Wow. That was crazy. Uh, yeah. So do you have another one for us? Uh, well, I'm probably gonna yeah bring in the uh, one that what well, I had to go through a lot of my pictures, but I remember Eric, you'll help, you'll remember this is too. And I actually think I remembered it. Remember our uh, our progressive we had on the Sovereign. I think it was Christmas Eve. I think we do like a 24 drinks of Christmas. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Me yeah, and yeah. you were next door neighbors, uh-huh. um, and we just you know went from cabin to cabin to cabin or on the whole you know ship and just like. I think it was Christmas Eve for some reason. I think we called it like the 24 drinks of Christmas or something like that. Um, yeah, each cabin had to do a unique yep. drink. It was different yes. from the other one. So yep. as if it wasn't bad enough to having that many drinks, but they're all different and mixing them all. Oof. But it was one of those. Yeah. So that was, I remember that because I remember, I think all, a lot of us, you know, granted we were probably our tolerances up pretty well at that point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but we're kind of cruise ship, but I just remember going, man, we're going to feel like shit in the morning, man. We're going to feel like shit. Cause we had to, you know, Chris get up and work on Christmas morning at whatever, nine, 10 o'clock when we get out of, out of, you know, get out, get up to the office and granted the chief person, all that would have been with us anyway. Um, but I just remember all of us, I, we all felt, felt like fine. It was like the perfect mixture of alcohol throughout the whole night. And that was like, I had like no other than knowing you just drank 24 different drinks the day before I didn't have no headache, no hangover, no throw up or anything like that. It was the funniest thing. You know, I, to this day, I remember going when I, now if I'm partying going, I remember that night when I had all these drinks. I mean, they were like full on drinks, some of them were shots, but some of them were full on drinks. Like, you know, one one would have like a gin and tonic, another one would have a whatever, yeah. Um, whatever drink somebody would have beer, another one had wine, and and it was just a whole mixture of shit. <laughs> and I remember that one of the I'm not sure if it was this party, but some people like purposefully tried to make the most awful drink that yes. you could make. Yes. yes. And it would be some weird ass combination that somebody found somewhere and just mixed whatever they had. It was pretty, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about these cabin crawls before, and and uh-huh. people were heavy-handed. 
And we had the things like the cement mixers and the, oh, God, yes. uh, you know, the brain aneurysms or something like that, you know, with these, uh-huh. these awful things. I, I did a, I did a, uh, some kind of a watermelon, uh, thing one time, which was, uh, I imp- emptied out a, a watermelon and mixed it in with uh, Southern comfort and something else. And it was, it's actually really oh, good. Is that it's one actually, of those watermelon uh, things where you pour it into the watermelon and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 watermelon yeah. soaks in the. No, no, no. I, I uh, dug out the watermelon uh-huh. and squeezed the the juice out, and uh, then mixed mixed the drink in the empty watermelon rind. <laughs> and so you were dipping it out of the watermelon, and uh, it's called a it was called a watermelon, I think. We had this one where we would go uh, like, you know, obviously late at night after, you know, a plethora of drinks already, the, the bar waiters or or the guys in the bar would would sell us this thing for like a dollar. And it was called, they called it the, I think it was the, the barmaid slug trail or something disgusting. (laughs) And it was, you know, like when, when you pick up the drinks, there's that mat that's like spongy that all of the stuff will they would basically take, you know, over a few hours and dump all of that into oh. a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was not, no, not that good. is gross. Like absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I've had one of those. <laughs> We're just very looking late at night, but you don't, I mean, you don't, <laughs> We're just looking for free alcohol. it doesn't phase you too much at that point. <laughs> no, I've never had one of those, at least not knowingly. <laughs> good one well, chris do you have another one you know what yeah going through again all the pictures today i was actually going through memory lane i probably haven't looked at the freaking pictures in probably 20 years at least but came up with a picture which is the funniest thing that uh all of a sudden oh you still everybody's still there um yeah oh, where did i go oh there it is so song of norway can kind of big make it out so i have a sega genesis up on my uh up on my <laughs> outside the porthole underneath my bed so it reminded me going you know what i know brad if, if you remember i know serenaded we used to play a lot of nhl hockey nhl 94 because i had the sega genesis you know bruce wolf and dan and all them were all we just played and played and played so i took it to the sovereign of course that was my next contract i ended up going to the, to the sovereign after uh after the serenade and my God, we played so much freaking NHL hockey on that. Um, so after that, you know, I did whatever nine, nine ten months on there, uh, stayed on there because I got you know promoted to the second purser. And then I mean, Sam Evans went on a, a cruise on a f- vacation cruise on the Song of Norway. Um, and I get, get gotten got to go to Song of Norway in '94. But I, I had left my because I was thinking I was going to the back to the Sovereign, so I left it with Michael Figgis. Well, you know, Mixter, he, you know, just likes to keep things. So um, I, you know, that was the thing I really wanted over in Europe for sure. And next thing you know, it's a, he didn't never send it back to me. And I was all of a sudden in Europe and saying, Michael, Figgis, I need it. I need it. I need it. So probably three months into my contract, finally in, in, in Europe, some just random like food guy, you know, food, you know, bar waiter or something like that shows up and, you know, signing on, on that song of Norway and says, Oh, Michael Figa said, here's your, here's your Sega. I was like, you son of a, finally, after like four or five months of me asking for my Sega Genesis back, you know, I needed it in freaking Europe, you know, to, 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 to you know, have something to do. 
that yeah, he finally sent it to me. So, but that was I'd like you know, to, I'd like story. to know, like that now that you brought up the Sega Genesis, I wonder if people, I wonder who, who has the oldest game that they have played on <laughs> ship. Do you think anybody had like Nintendo 64s or, or maybe like the Ataris? Like, I mean, back then? I didn't know anybody on board that had those. I, when I, I was at sea, I didn't know anyone. Yeah, started, of course, yeah, like I said, 92 when I started, I think there wasn't anybody for those first two years or first contract and a half which had any video games. It wasn't until I brought on that Sega Genesis, at least, you know, in my, in my ships, I was the only one that had it and it was just nothing but staying I mean, up honestly, late all this night. is the first i hear of it yeah the, i've like, never I this is the never, first time i heard of it yeah like you're that. the really? first person yeah yeah i don't remember anybody having video games when we worked on board i don't yeah, i guess but i guess, I we're, I guess we're playing it you know, not next to you there eric yeah no, you <laughs> <laughs> when me and you were uh next door neighbors so yeah no i don't remember you having that i mean i could oh, yeah. I and mean, i just don't remember we had you had that on the sovereign with you yeah i don't the sovereign so oh. we had it huh. so it was a uh, all good fun but yeah definitely it so but um otherwise you know there's a lot of other just a lot of other you know stories did you did you ever uh almost miss a ship (laughs) that's actually gonna be my next story so uh actually with your with our buddy dan ray we're in a yeah yeah dan Hey, we need to get Dan on here. You know what I've, Dan uh, is like. Yeah, he's just, like, you know. I, uh, I mean, of course, they'll tell you guys, and you know, getting off after getting off the of ships, and that's that is the only person other than going to mention Jennifer Black for the first couple of years. Um, but being Dan, you know, my parents winter in Arizona. My brother lives in Arizona, um, so I go down there every year or two, and we always get together. I saw him as recently as 2021. Uh, we went golfing at his new. Just work on a big development out in uh, West Phoenix um, in Goodyear. Uh, so see and talk to him all the time. Obviously, you know, I know Brad and him owned a winery together for a while. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think he said he, you were one of the other bought each other. I don't know which, whatever it was, but, um, but so, yeah, that's you know, certainly I knew, kept knowing about Brad, but yeah, Dan is by far the old, the one who I've actually always keep up with because i'm always down in arizona like once every couple of years so but uh such a good guy so um but anyway missing the ship um gibraltar we were in gibraltar uh so i know we were on our way out you know do the repositioning the transatlantic repositioning um actually no no we we're coming back around the corner back into the med sorry um those like uh, me nigel ives uh, dan simon blunden uh, art bolts we we're all just like drinking at a bar and uh, we wanted to come back. You know, we knew the ship was you know, at that point. Nigel was the first per- first crew purser. I think I was the second crew purser at that point. Um, next thing you know, it's like, you know, got late. And so we couldn't find a taxi. So we're on our way back. But we knew we wanted to pick up some Guinness, some Guinness beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so with Nigel, I think Bernard Hetherington was there at the time, too, because I knew there's an Irishman there. Um, so we, you know, the, the party was liquor store right there you could literally see the ship from the from the party store we got there a little bit late tried to get in um took us a while next thing you know we hear the horn blowing hear the horn blowing i go oh shit nigel you're in trouble because <laughs> of course as the first crew purser you're supposed to be at the at the gangway you know get the last crew members to come on so they always check who's who's left you know which ones are left here and it's like first first yeah. crew second Run person your, crew Dan, you know, all the purser yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh we got our we got our Guinness. I think we end up with four cases, like four, you know, 24 packs of Guinness. Um, 
walked up on the gangway. I can't remember who the staff captain was sitting there just shaking his head at us. You know, Nigel's like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, well, here we go. Here's our crew cards. <laughs> so that was probably the, that is by far the closest we ever came to missing a ship, but they, they weren't going to leave without the, the two, the two, two crew pursers. So you gave them your crew card and a, and a can of Guinness. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're, they were probably up at, uh, you know, you know, Nigel's cabin probably later on that, that afternoon. So, or day. So, but, but yeah, that was, <laughs> that's the closest I've ever come to missing the ship. That's for sure. So what about, when did you, um, when did you finally leave? When did you finally leave ships? June, 1998. Um, oh, okay. So you weren't too far. Behind nope, us. Nope. Yeah, I wasn't too far behind you. It was one of those. We, you know, finished off with. Uh, I was on the legend. We did. You know, came from Acapulco through Hawaii and did that. You know, that up to, up to Vancouver and finished my last three uh, cruises. We're on. Uh, we're on the legend up inside passage of Alaska, which, you know, I'd never been to again. Just finishing off. You know, it was a perfect way to finish because. Yeah, you know, did the Norwegian fjords when I, you know, when, when I was in Norway, and everybody said, "No, this is nowhere near what Alaska's like." I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, when I got to Alaska, I'm like, "Okay, you're right." <laughs> so, um, so finished that, finished there. It's you know one of those. I, I knew I was done. It's you know six years, you know six years straight of it, and I, uh, you know, let's just say it was finished contract complete. So now, you know, it's one of those. Now, being that you went on the, the uh, so many ships and stuff, where where would you say you're? Uh, your favorite port and least favorite port? Um, probably, I'm going least favorite port first. It's Bali. Ensenada, Bali. Ensenada, Mexico. <laughs> oh, oh Bali. Bali. <laughs> Bali. Yes, 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 yes. Ensenada? Um, really? Ensenada. Mm. Well, I, I probably because I just hated the serenade, dude. I was coming off of a. Yeah. That's you come for the Song of America, get put on the serenade. I had, um, let's just say, met a passenger on the Song of America and, um, from Oregon and oh, got the Norwell a passenger. And, you know, yeah, it was so that goes do, right so. into my favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hook up with anybody uh, a passenger? Me, yes, that was I think the first one, maybe the only one. So, um, so yes, but uh, yeah, she was from Oregon. I had all plans to, you know, once I finish that contract maybe to move up with her and then one thing that the other and of course they you know hey you're going to serenade why <laughs> um so this is more well at that point you know love love struck thing and you know i we'd gone to the rose bowl michigan played in the rose bowl that year and i you know my cousins you know the uh, social athletic director there at the time and had a good time and just you know one of those bid february is like ah, okay and i was i was planning just to quit after the serenade contract and then they called me for the side and i'm like okay well, let's go so but and now in your it kind of fell apart after that or is this somebody the, that's still around the relationship no that's that's over oh okay yeah. <laughs> it was over you know, it was pretty much probably like in march you know it's yeah. i don't think we should do this blah 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 blah. i'm like all right whatever yeah still okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now so where, whether uh, whether it was this person or whoever um, where where would be the 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 strangest place you did it on the ship <laughs> um <laughs> uh nordic empress uh if you're anybody's familiar with that they uh, under there's the smokes there's a, there's a crew hot tub up early on the upper upper decks oh it's right on the outside side the smoke of it, stack. It? yes yeah let's just say but there's a door right into the uh where the where the vents and all that are the secret door okay yeah secret door so 
a couple times in that, that night. So that was good. <laughs> a couple of times that night with the same person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was the girlfriend at the time, which, you know, I was actually, I think I signed it off the next day or two, just, you know, one of those last hurrahs. Get it in while you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, favorite port wise, you ask, you know, I was looking down at my sheet, probably, I mean, I love Venice, Italy. That's beautiful. probably mine. Yeah, as well. Um, yeah, but probably just overall scenic view wise and all that. I just remember uh, Hong Kong. Another thing about Hong Kong, actually, as well, which uh, you know, for obviously all Americans here, you know, for some major in American football, you know, it's one of the things I always tell people. It's like uh, we got there's a bar. I think it was called McGuire's, right at the right at the port where we docked at. Um, it's an American bar, so uh, got to know the owners. You know, when we did overnights there and the turnaround days, and uh, they're saying, you know, we said, hey, uh, could we watch? You come in and watch Monday Night Football. So, well. It's going to be on Tuesday morning. Three or four of us Americans are, of course, we know Americans are minority on the ships. I think it was me, Elvin Materi. I think it was uh, Charlie Armstrong. Maybe, yeah, we'd walk in at eight o'clock in the morning and watch the Monday Night Football on a uh, on, on Tuesday morning, which is the funniest thing ever. You know, so they, they just opened it up for us. They, you know, cook us a little breakfast, you know, drinking the local beer at that time in the morning. Anyway, that was the most fun thing, just a memory that, hey, you know, I watched the Monday Night Football on Tuesday. Tuesday morning. I remember in what 97, you know, I was a D- Detroit Red Wing fan and literally just waiting for that fax to come across when the Red Wings won their first Stanley Cup in whatever 42 years. Just remember, you know, finally coming down from the from the radio uh officer and it's like going, Yes, they just won and they just swept the the flyers. I'm like, Yoo-hoo! you know, so that was you know awesome feeling there too. So I wonder if you could ever like get the flyer from the ship, find out the result, and then go on land and watch it <laughs> and, and bet everything. No, they're wise to that. Um, one yeah. of the things that I most remember about Hong Kong is getting suits there. Did you get a suit in, yes. in Hong Kong? Did get that a was suit great. jacket. And I still do have... I, These like because, silk suits and stuff? Yes. Oh, they would come on, they would come yeah. on board, but they're like very, very quality made. Um, yeah. The guy would come they on were board. Cu- they were uh, yes. custom. And what am I trying to say? Tailored. Tailored. Yeah, they were they tailored. Were tailored. Yeah. yeah, I got a suit, but I don't remember if it was there or Singapore. For some reason, I was thinking mm-hmm. it was Singapore. Some of the girls got like dresses, some of the pursers that were with us. Uh, and they went and got dresses and I had a suit made that I had for quite a few years. Yeah. How long did mm-hmm. it take to, to for them to make you suit? Like oh, measure around a couple of days. Couple yeah. of days. Yeah, really? we wow. were. Yeah, we... you would. They would come on and measure you when you came in, and before you left, they had your suit ready. Two night turnaround. So yeah, it was a two night turnaround. I mean, it was there almost the ship was there almost three days. You'd come in late, and you have an overnight, and then the passengers got off the next day, and then the passengers got on. They had another overnight, and then you left that third day. So how yeah. much is a suit in Hong Kong back then? Oh, cheap. Oh, that's probably yeah. like 50 bucks yeah. or something like that. If that, oh, uh, I was like thinking a hundred, hundred yeah. bucks, something like that. Depending on what you yeah. wanted, but yeah, a hundred. Yeah. yeah still, I, I got the whole, cheap. still cheap. I, I got the whole thing. I got the suit or I got the jacket. I got the pants. I got two shirts to go with it, man. Those things fit me like a glove until of course I got off ships and just ballooned. <laughs> okay. So I find it funny that you gained weight after leaving ships. Like I gained all the weight while <laughs> on board. You know what blew my mind when we went on that uh, cruise a, a couple months ago, a couple of us would almost order the entire menu every night. <laughs> plus, plus the, the, you know, it's not the windjammer, but like the different, we ate a lot 
but I came home and weighed three pounds less. Did I just, did all that just go right through and let me gain anything or, or what? We're about to the end here, Chris, already. I mean, it's just flown by. Is there anything that you want to leave us with? Like, how do you think working on ships, does it have any impact on your life now? Affects my life now. I mean, obviously, as I tell people, you know, for six six years, I was able to, you know, work, work on board, you know, travel all around the world, get paid for it, meet all of you, great, good people, you know, best friends, you know, you know, to this day, I still have or all you guys, you know, whether we don't necessarily keep in touch, but obviously with this Facebook, social media, we see so much on, online, you know, as far as, you know, social media, you know, just kind of keeping in touch, if you know what I'm saying. People will like walk up, you know, that I work, currently work at Costco. I go, oh, we're having a big corporate walk tomorrow. I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I, I literally have to clear a ship in freaking Ho Chi Minh City in Saigon <laughs> with these freaking Vietnamese, Vietnamese military people coming on. I don't really give a shit. You, you know, need a case of uh, Jack yeah. Daniels Black and uh, yes, three, exactly. three Three cases of, uh, the, of, yeah. of uh, or, or maybe cigarettes, some maybe yeah. some bourbon. So no, it was it was Johnny Walker Black no, or nothing. It was, it was referring Girl. back to the story, Brad. Yeah, I know, but uh, there was no. They, they were not. They, they would not compromise in, in Vietnam. It was Johnny Walker Black, yep. and that was it. If you didn't get. Johnny Walker Black, they were not clearing the ship. Exactly. It. So, you know, to this day, I'm mean, going, well, uh, you know, I've walked up a $600,000 check to the Panama Canal authorities to get our <laughs> ship cleared through there. I don't really have an issue with some corporate guy walking through Costco. You know, I, I'm fine with it. So probably one other thing, you know, to leave with, and I don't know, I know when we were down in the Fort Lauderdale and our reunion or whatever yeah, six, the last time we, yep. yeah last time we saw each other it was 2011 chris is that what it was Shit. okay I'm trying to think <laughs> of what it was i knew i had to miss my, my uh, son's football game while i was coaching but no talking to that time i don't know about you guys to, to this day i still have probably at least once or twice a month dreams about working on the ship that, really? I, that i'm still working on the ship dreams or nightmares well, you can both. <laughs> yeah. It could be classified as both, where all of a sudden I'm in the middle, you know, probably three or four years ago. I literally probably went like two or three times a month, where all of a sudden I, it's just like <laughs> it was so real that I woke up going, I had to shake myself so wait because, you know, hey, we're going to call you. I need you to uh, be on the side, whatever shit, to cover so and so's break. You're only going to be there for six weeks. I'm like, well, my son's, you know, playing football or my daughter's playing basketball. Okay, but oh, that's fine. And then, you know, I get on the ship and it's like, oh, well, we need you longer than that. They're not coming back. And it's like, it didn't happen so much. It's still here's the really so weird much. thing i almost never dream about chips or that stuff uh -huh. and i rarely ever remember a dream last night i had a dream <laughs> about being on a ship and okay. i wasn't working but i don't know why i had to go see the captain like i think i was a guest <laughs> but i went to see the captain the captain was captain erickson Okay. Remember, we used to call him Captain Crunch. Yeah, I remember having a, yeah, yeah, but I do. And I just don't remember now exactly what happened in the dream, but it was just really weird that I never have a dream about ships and had a dream last night about being on a ship. Hey, Chris, but. if you get a chance, go listen to my origin story because I talk about my ship dreams that I that are reoccurring that I have all the time. I, <laughs> like like you, like you, like yep. once a month, I'll have some uh, kind of weird, yeah. weird oh, God, thing that just kind of freaks me out. Okay, so I do have, now that you mention it, that dream does come up like what it's not very often, but does come up that something happens that forces me to go back to sea. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't. I don't know. And it just, yeah, I do have that dream every, every once in a while. And I'm like, no, I can't. Okay. We're over, we're over our time. Cause then Scott then has to edit it. And he's like, damn it. Like you, you guys then, wouldn't shut up. 
And then I'm on him like, oh, man, you got to cut this down. It's too long. Cut it, cut it, cut it. And so it just leads into a whole friction. (laughs) But, man, we loved having you on, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on, telling your ship stories. It was so great to visit with you again and talk with you. Man, I I just remember uh, being at that reunion and us hanging out. Thank you so much for coming on. Take All care. Right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Take care. All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so great seeing Chris again. Chris my gosh. I forgot. I had forgotten about the reunion because we went out to dinner. We drank quite a bit yeah. at the reunion when, when uh, God, I can't believe it's been 11 years already. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage